Good morning. Praise the Lord. It's good to see you here this morning. Listen, I stood outside this morning and I felt something a little strange, a little different. And the longer I stood there, the more I felt it. And then I realized after a minute or two what it was. It was rain. It was water falling from the sky. And I got a little excited. It didn't last very long, but I think it's supposed to rain more. But man, can we praise God for the rain? We need rain. Some of you got here early, saw we had our sprinklers running out here. They, they got stuck and they ran all night and it was just, it was priming the rain. It was getting it ready. But we got that taken care of. So, but we're glad you're here this morning and I want to welcome you guys. If you're a visitor, this is your first time or maybe your first time in a while, we want to welcome you here. We're glad you're here with us and we want you just to enter in with us as we worship the Lord together. And, uh, and we're just going to have a good time this morning. Uh, Merle has an announcement he's going to come up and make. I looked out there. He was sitting out there a while ago, and he was gone, kind of. Good morning. I'm glad he didn't have you standing up first because I'm sure there have been a few of you just fell over backwards when he said I was going to talk. So, <laughs> but uh, I wanted to give a little report as far as the uh, pastoral search committee and uh you know what's it's a tough job it's uh it's very humbling and times it's overwhelming uh and i know that many of you are have questions and uh there's probably some a uh, little bit of anxiety on part of everybody i can think back when uh we had our first sunday without a pastor Brother Duck came and ministered to us, and I was speaking to Brother Bob after the service, and I know we, at that time, we were all still a little bit taken aback and in shock, had a little bit of worries, concerns, and Brother Bob told me after that service, he said, you know, we were really concerned what might happen, uh, a little bit worried about the church, said, but after this service this morning, we're going to be okay. And that really ministered to me because I was feeling the same kind of anxieties and things, knowing that I was going to have to be a part of this, this search committee. So I just want to encourage everybody to keep praying. Uh, the members on the committee, there may be seven different opinions at times, but there's only one opinion that really matters, and that's God's. And if we'll just be faithful and Listen to his voice. God has the right person in mind. And we're excited about it. We are at the process, in the process right now. We have received somewhere around 15, 16 resumes total. And uh, we have whittled that down to four resumes at this point. We will begin the process of interviews. So we're, we feel like we're getting close. And uh, just keep us in prayer. I'm sure that any committee member will be glad to answer questions as long as they are kept within the confines of what we're able to, to uh, express at this time. There's, there's certain things that still need to be kept in confidence. So, but if you have any questions about the process, find one of the committee members and talk to them about it. And uh, we'll be glad to talk to you. And I guess that'll... Just remember to keep us all in prayer because ultimately it's the church's decision. It's the church body. It's not just us. 
So we're hoping for the best, and we do feel like the best is yet to come. Amen. Um, hey, I want to say a special thank you to all of you that came out and helped or sent food or, or just prayed for us for our uh, fifth quarter uh, Friday night after the ball game. We had, I lost count, about 85, or at least that was as high as I counted to, and I, I, I don't do math so well, so I'm going to just know there was at least 85 here. So, uh, But that's a lot of kids, a lot of students come out for that, and, and so we, they had a great time, and we were able to just, to just love on them. You know, we just share the love of Jesus with them. And, and so I appreciate everybody that helped with that. Some of you that stayed out till midnight or after or even came and, and uh, left before just helping us out. So it was, it was a great thing to do. Hey, stand with us this morning. We're going uh, to worship the Lord. Amen. Isn't he worthy of our worship? Isn't it worth our time to worship the Lord and to praise him? David said, I enter his gates with thanksgiving. I enter his courts with praise. Can we do that this morning? But before we start singing, can we just, with our own words, can we just worship him this morning? Can we just offer up our, our praise and worship and offering of thanksgiving this morning? Father, we love you. Lord, we thank you this morning for what you are, for what you do, for who you are, God. We just praise you, God, because you are our Lord and our Savior, Lord, our healer and our deliverer. God, we thank you for all these things that you do for us. Lord, we thank you for the rain this morning. And Lord, we thank you that we know that no matter what happens here on earth, God, you're still on a throne in heaven and that you still have a say. God, that you're still in charge, God, that you still speak to us, that you still minister, you still touch, Lord. And we pray this morning, God, for an outpouring of you this morning. We pray that your Holy Spirit would just flow through this place, God, that you would just touch lives this morning, God, that you would just move in a mighty way. And Lord, we love you this morning because you love us so much. You love us so much. You bless us, and you just pour out your blessings on us, Lord. And we give you praise and glory in the name of Jesus. Yes, amen. Are y'all ready to worship? We have a good set list this morning. Father, we just thank you for your presence in this place, and we just give you free reign in this house, God. Just have your way not only in this sanctuary, but in each and every life that's present here. In Jesus' name, amen. I was buried beneath my shame. Who could carry that kind of weight? It was my tomb till I met you. And I was breathing but not alive. All my failures I tried to hide It was my tomb Till I met you You called my name And I ran out of that grave Out of the darkness Into your glorious day
Yeah. 
as we sing praises to your name this morning, God. Father, let those wells of living water just fr freely run over, God, into our presence. God, we thank you in advance for the miracles that you're going to perform during this service, God, for the lives that you're going to touch. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus Over every heart and every mind Cause I know there is peace within your presence I speak Jesus just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus your name is
mountains, Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Oh, sing that again, shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountain. Jesus in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus, your name is Jesus 
declare your name. We declare your name. Honor and glory to your name, God. To your name, God. Oh, we release it, Lord. Just give him praise. Hallelujah. Can you give him praise this morning? He's a good God. Lift your hands. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. You've been given a name above every name. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love this morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If we go to prayer, if you have a need this morning, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a second, but I want to remind you, He's been given a name above every name. His name is above cancer. His name is above depression. His name is above hopelessness. His name is above it all. He is our salvation. He is our hope. He's our strength. He's our life. He is everything. He is everything. And He's here this morning to touch your life. We were at a restaurant yesterday with my sister-in-law, and here's how... how much God sees you. She'd been going through a couple surgeries and difficult things and difficult things in her life. And God sent somebody in the restaurant that yesterday and spoke to her and said, God sees you right now. And he sees what you're going through. Can I remind you this morning that he sees you right where you're at, what you're going through, what your needs are. And he is all sufficient. He's all sufficient. Amen. We're going to speak his name over our needs this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you have a need, just put your hand up and keep it there for a second. If there's somebody's close to you, just reach over and put your hand up. We're going to pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that your name is above everything, above every need that is being acknowledged this morning, that your presence is here, that you've come, Lord. And you have everything we need, Lord, no matter what it is, Lord, if it's healing, if it's provision, Lord, if it's just mercy and grace, Lord, you're here today to touch every life. Lord, we believe because of your name, Jesus, that you're covering every need. You're covering this audience, covering this day to day, God, with your presence and your grace and your wonderful mercy, Lord. We thank you that you hear us. You hear our hearts cry. You hear our voice this morning, Lord, and you always answer. We praise you for answers, miracles today, God, because that's what's come when your name comes. We thank you for those miracles in advance. In Jesus' precious name, let's give the Lord a hand in advance for what he's going to do. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated as the ushers come. We're going to receive the offering this morning. Thank you for your giving. I just want to give you a scripture. Uh, I love to just share what God is doing and, and how His Word speaks to us. In Corinthians uh, chapter 9, verse 10 and 11, it says, Now may He who supplies seed to the sower and, I'm going to show you that in a second, and bread for food, supply and multiply the seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. I want you to take a second there. He said He gives seed to the sower. He gives bread and bread to the eater. When you eat your bread, what do you have left? Nothing. You're satisfied. God said He'd give us our daily bread. That's what His Word says. 
But he said, to the sower, to those as we sow this morning, I'm expecting God to multiply because every seed planted in God's kingdom has to multiply. There's nothing on this earth, there's nothing anywhere that God's done. Every seed that goes in the ground comes up and multiplies. Amen. And as we sow a seed this morning, I'm expecting God to multiply that. How about you? Let's pray over that gift this morning as we give that to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the privilege of giving. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the promise. Lord, that you are going to multiply our seed as we sow this morning. You're going to meet needs in your people's lives in this church. We give you praise for that in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. We're so glad to be here. I know you've enjoyed my good friend, Ron Mc, uh, McCaslin, as he's been here filling in. Uh, let me just tell you, as a, as a pastor, as a minister of the gospel, your pastor's on the way here. Right. He's going to be here for a special time, and God's going to ordain all that. And I'm going to share with you this morning some things that will get you ready for what God's going to do. Because he's not dead, Amen. He's still working. He still has a plan. He's going to bring it to pass. I'd like you all to meet my wife, Cynthia, if you'll stand real quick. That's my wife, Cynthia. I'm so glad to be with you this morning. And uh, we already love you. We've already found out a bunch of people we know and all the way back to Texas and up here. And so uh, we feel connected. It's all family, right? Y'all didn't know you're my cousin, did you? It's all from Noah. Did we all come from Noah? That makes you my cousin. So we're good. We're good. Uh, we do have a book on miracles. I'm going to share quite a few this morning and tonight. I want to talk tonight about the blessing to a thousand generations. I'll give you some testimonies. Uh, but these are ten dollars. There, that's not why I'm here. But if you'd like one, they'll be at the back. And uh, we just want to get, put that in your hands. Just to encourage you. I'm going to talk about the battle of the seed this morning. Uh, it has started in Genesis. I'm not going to preach from Genesis Revelations, but I want to start you there because it's important for us to understand. Uh, kind of the things that are going on and the timing in which we're at and when Jesus shows up. I love that song. Proclaim Jesus everywhere. Yeah. Amen. Just proclaim Him everywhere. That's what He wants us to do. Uh, in 2 Chronicles 69, I want to start there. And uh, then I'm just going to pray and ask God to bless this word to our hearts and to this church. Uh, you're not here by accident. God has not thrown away His plan. He makes adjustments. Uh, as I retired and they brought in a new pastor where I was at in Miami, Oklahoma, uh, God has transitions. We have a new district superintendent. A lot of things change in life, but God's plan just is consistent. Yes. And it's a perfect timing for everything, and uh, He knows more than we do. Amen? Yes. Uh, 2 Chronicles 69, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of of those whose heart is loyal to Him. The eyes 
of the Lord are looking for places he can show himself mighty. That's what he said. That's what his word says. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your word today. I pray that you would speak to every heart. You would just place a seed in us this morning to anticipate these last days and what you're going to do. As we share your word this morning, and it gives proof in your word that you are not done. But there is one more moment before the rapture that you're going to pour out your spirit. Lord, may that just come into our hearts and explode in anticipation of what you're going to do. In Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Uh, I just say that to you again. You're not here by accident. God's bringing your pastor. God will help the team that's put that together. But all you need to pray is God just appoint the right one for here. Amen. Because that's what he will do. He will answer our prayers. In Genesis chapter 3, I want to start because this old question is still being asked and performed today. We go to Genesis chapter 3. And it's uh, Satan speaking to Eve. Verse 1, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said? I want you to stop there. That's what I want you to get to. Satan asked this question that's still being asked today. Did God say? What's wrong in, in our nation as we've lost that part of us that said, what did God say? It's the way this country was founded. It's the way God founded the word. But it's the oldest question. The enemy will always come by and say, are you sure? How many sure? I'm sure that whatever he said, he's going to do. He will perform his word. He said, by his stripes we're healed. What does that mean? That means by his stripes we're healed. We can hold on to that word. There is a time to die, as Paul put in his life. But until then, I just keep expecting miracles. I don't know about you. Because that's who God is. Every time he shows up, miracles happen. And so this battle of the seed starts, and it goes over to verse 15, chapter 3 of Genesis. God speaks to Satan. And actually in verse 14, because you have done this, you are cursed more than all the cattle, more than every beast of the field on your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity, or it'll be a war going on, between your seed and her seed. We've got a battle. It starts right here in the book of Genesis. And then it goes on, he shall bruise your head. How many know what that means? The, the head is the authority part. What's he saying? The church... God's seed is going to bruise the head of the enemy. And it goes on to say, he shall bruise your heel. What is that? The cripple. It's probably the biggest picture in all of Scripture is Jacob. When he wrestles with God and says, God, i got to have you. Right. Do we have to have God? Yes. With everything in us. And he ends up going crippled the rest of his life. But what happens? From the rest of the time on, the presence of God is. Everything changes. He becomes Israel. All of his life changes because he wrestles with God. And it says this, we're going to bruise the head of the enemy. Let me, let me just keep going here uh, on some things about when God speaks. We had the privilege to go to Israel a couple of times. My brother was a missionary there for 13 years. And, and we were driving on the bus on the tour. And we come by this spot. And the bus driver stops and says, uh, there's three cities right there. 
that are not there still today, 2,000 years later. Let me explain that. Matthew chapter 11, Luke chapter 10, Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum were kissed, cursed by Jesus when He walked on the earth. Listen how strong this is, because if you can take this from this message today and say, whatever God says, that's going to happen, it'll change your life. When He said He would save us, that's what He meant. He came to save us. He came to seek and save the lost. He wants us in heaven more than we want to be there. He gave His life so we could make heaven, not miss it. Amen? He, he wants you to make it. He wants you to be saved. He wants you to follow Him. Because there's a reward we can't even imagine up there. As the bus driver went by, he said, I just have something to tell you. Those three cities, Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, are still not there. Did you get that? Jesus said, I'm going to curse you today walking on this earth, and you will never be again. As we drove by that bus that day, the Lord spoke to me and said, that's how powerful my word is. Yeah. Nobody can change it. Nobody can overcome it. Nobody can stop it because that's my word. Right. Whatever he said, he's going to do. Yeah. You're going to love this at the end. But you'll have to wait for a second. <laughs> What's the greatest miracle we ever got? For by faith you've been saved yeah. <laughs> through grace, not of yourself, lest any man should vote. How many are saved on your way to heaven? Put your hand up. That's the greatest gift. That's the greatest miracle we ever got, that God would save us. Because all of sin had come short of the glory of God. He came to save us and deliver us and give us hope and give us a plan to make heaven and the power of grace within us to keep following Him. I love these verses. I just want to read some to you about His Word because if you take that for just a second where He spoke to those three cities, and 2,000 years later when we drove by in that bus, they're gone. They're not there. That's how powerful His Word holds us. Psalms 119, verses 89 through 90. Forever, O Lord, Your Word is settled in heaven. How long? Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. We, we have a, a little challenge in our country and in our uh, confused people who think they're going to save the earth. I think you should not throw trash and all that stuff, and we should be careful with what we have, and we should take care of it. But let me, let me just tell you, you know, you had all these people saying, well, the earth's going to be taken out in 2050. Well, I got another word for you. Not. <laughs> he, if they think they're going to destroy the earth, and if they don't do what they're doing, uh, you know, we're going to destroy the earth. We're not. The Bible says this. I have reserved, God said this, I have reserved the destruction of the earth for myself. Myself. What does that mean? He's going to keep it. You know, they talk about it ending some of those that are confused and don't know what they're doing. I just think, we've got, we've got a thousand seven years past the rapture. Come on, we've got seven years of great tribulation. Don't have time to teach that all this morning. Then we have the thousand year millennial reign. Yeah. God's not up in heaven going, man, I don't know what I'm going to do down there. They're going to tear up the whole earth. <laughs> no, he, he's not up there. No, no, he, he's not worried. I know, I know we got all the COVID stuff and all that garbage. Heaven didn't say, man, COVID came about. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
no, no, no. That's not no. God's still in control. He still got it. I lost my father-in-law to COVID, but God's still in control. It was his time to go. He's in heaven. He's doing okay. Uh, there's been a lot of people healed from COVID. Uh, my wife has lost her taste and smell twice as she got it in spite of all the shots. Why? Why? God's not finished. God's not finished. As long as God's not finished with you, you're going to make it. You're going to survive. God's going to take care of you. Let's keep going. Psalm 138.2. You have magnified your word above your name. Wow. Watch. At the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow. And yet he says, my word is above my name. What is he saying? I, I'm guaranteeing it. I'm guaranteeing my word. It's going to get better. Isaiah 55, 11. If you want to mark something down, take this home with you. Mark it in your Bible. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return void to me, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall bring prosper in the thing for whence I've seen it. What did God say? It's not going to return void. Have you received a word from the Lord? You ought to get up every day and thank Him for it. If you're believing for healing, you just get up every day until God tells you different. By your stripes, I'm healed today, Lord. Because you supply all of my needs according to riches and glory. Lord, you're going to supply for me today. Whatever it is in your life, God's already put His word over that. And the enemy can't defeat us. Just like the Hebrew children said, God is able and God's willing, but if He doesn't, I'm not bowing. Amen? Because God is faithful to our lives. Interesting, when they get there, it's the, the only place they saw Jesus was in the fire. But they were so comfortable there, they had to be asked to come out. The, the man who threw them in there died at the front of the furnace. But they were so comfortable in the presence of Jesus, the king finally said, come out. We've got to change some stuff. And you know what happens. He declares their God to be a great God. Jesus Christ, Hebrews 13, 8, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does He want to bless us? 3 John, verse 2. I wish above all things and prosper that you prosper me in health as your soul prospers. Does He want to bless His children? Yes. That, that helps supply our earthly part of being a part of the kingdom. Now, God can do it without us, but I'd rather He do it with me, right? Why? I get to when I get to participate, when I get to give, when I get to be a part of what He's doing. I love this, Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon of COVID or any other disease, come on, formed against you shall prosper. They form weapons against us, but they won't prosper. They're not going to win. Our country's pretty messed up. Not going to get political this morning. What's our job? Pray. Pray. You can vote in November, but you need to pray for mercy and grace on this nation. That's what we need. We can't earn it. We can't deserve it. We messed up a lot of stuff, but I know that God is faithful to do what he said he would do. Abraham's seed. Let's keep going through the seed because that's where I want to bring you from uh, to end up today. At Abraham's seed, we know that Isaac was the promised seed and we tried to help God out. They tried to help God out and ended up with Ishmael, we all know the story. That same seed, listen to me carefully, just watch the seed here for a second. 
that same seed is fighting today. Amen. Those two sects of man's help and God's covenant, God's promise, still fighting today. Amen. How many know we win? One of these days, I'm planning on going up in the rapture. How about you? No, no other generation's ever got to experience that, but we're going to get to. God's going to let us go up. Can you, in the moment, in the twinkle of an eye? Woo. I don't know about you. I get up every morning and say, Lord, is this the day? I know there's still some things. I feel like there's one more thing going to happen, and that's because God's Word spoke it. Let's go keep going through the seed. We go up to Moses' time, and... Uh, he is the man appointed by God to, to deliver his people. And let me just remind us this. We're never really ready for God's stuff. It, it's so big. It's so amazing. It's so incredible. Uh, and so uh, Moses uh, is there and he's born. We know the story. He's put in the basket. And then he is, mom is paid to take care of her own child. How many like to do that, moms? <laughs> that that he's, uh, she's paid, but she prays over him and she pours the word as long as she has him and that seed is so deep it's never going to go away then he is transferred to the kingdoms and in it i love this the devil had to pay to raise him for 40 years it's true he lived in the kingdom spent their money ate their food god said you don't know what's going on but i got a plan then he sent him to the Desert University for 40 years. Yeah. Sent him there and he's training. And Moses is still human like us. And then God gets ready and the appointed time happens. Now, let me, let me go back just for a second because we're going to talk about the seed all the way through this. When Moses is born, what happens? Pharaoh kills the children. Kills the, where's the seed? The children, watch this, because you're going to see it all the way through this. And so he tries to kill out the seed that God's planted, and God says, no, you're going to pay for it. Yeah. You're going to protect him. You're going to let him grow up in your house. Yeah. Because every time God's fixing to do something, the enemy, you'll see this tracing through all the way back to Adam and Eve. He attacked the seed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now he comes up, he attacks the seed under Moses. Yeah. Right. And God says, I still got a plan. You can't, you can't kill my seed. You can't take out the plan I have. And then Moses goes to the wilderness. He starts coming back at the burning bush experience. And uh, he's like most of us. Lord, I got a stuttering problem. I, I can't be your spokesman. He, he really wasn't ready. He didn't even know all God was going to do. He, he, God just said, you go do this, and then I'll tell you what to do, and then you do this, and I'll tell you what to do, and you do this. And, and Moses is struggling with all this, and finally he just says to God, Lord, who am I going to tell them sent me? I love that, don't you? Just tell them I am. That's all you need to know. I'm not going to be, or I'm not going to yet be. The I am is here. We know the story. The plagues happen. The people are crippled until finally... God, God is amazing. What, what another miracle is they get ready to leave. The Bible says there's not a feeble one among them. That's a miracle right there. Amen. And of course, we know the miracles that follow. Their, their clothes last for 40 years when they go through the wilderness. They don't get the whole picture. But, but when they go to leave, God instructs Moses, tell your people to go ask all the Egyptians for their stuff. 
Not only did they leave, they just took all the riches. Said, thank you very much. I mean, it had to be a, probably pretty interesting. The first door they knocked on, they said, I've just come to get your stuff. And they said, well, I'm packing it up right now. Yeah. They leave this, this incredible. And their lives are followed by miracles crossing the Red Sea and God's provision. And, and you sang about this morning, there's there all of the things that provision for them. Right. Listen, here, here's our challenge. I just say, God, help us be ready for this last move. I'll explain that in just a second. Because they still kept battling. Uh, I don't want to go to promised land. I mean, we've got the 10 spies and, that are stupid and the two that are smart. And, huh? He says, man, we can, do, we can do this, guys. God said we can have it. If God says you can have it, what does that mean? You can have it. That's, that's it. That settles it. You don't have to question it. You don't have to do something. We don't have to help him out. We don't want to Ishmael. Whatever God said he's going to do. Let's keep going. All the miracles follow the I am showing up. Then Jesus comes on the scene, the promised Messiah. What does Herod do? He attacks the seed. Come on, stay with me. He attacks the seed again. He says, I'm going to kill him. That wasn't Herod, it's Satan who thinks he's so stupid. He's the father of lies, the truth's not in him. So he's just that stupid. There's no truth there. When he starts talking before he's finished, he's going to lie to you. Because there's no truth in him. He, he knows a little bit, but he doesn't know enough to know he's stupid. <laughs> the seed is attacked again. What happens with Jesus? Let's just stop for a second. He begins to declare his ministry and the biggest people, listen, here's what I pray over us. God, don't let us do this. The people that had been prophesying and seeing the prophecy of the Messiah coming, and he's coming there, and they're the ones who what? They rejected him. And they missed their visitation because they just couldn't understand how God was going to do it different than what they thought. Can you just set your heart? I, I've set my heart and I do it every day. Lord, whatever you do, just let me say yes. Yeah. Well, however you want to do it, God, let me say yes, yes. to your will. Amen. The seed is attacked. And then the Bible says this about the, when Jesus was crucified, it says the rulers of this world had known what they were doing. They'd have never crucified the Lord. That's what scripture says. Yes, because they didn't realize when that seed went in the ground, it was coming up in three days. And they thought revival was happening then. Huh. No, that, that says in Acts, when the disciples came back to Jerusalem, said, these are the men who have turned the world upside down. Because he said, I'm going to go, it's expedient, I go, I'm going to send back the Holy Spirit. And you're going to go into all the world and preach the gospel with signs following and miracles are going to happen. Now watch, the seed's been attacked under Moses, miracles follow. The seed's attacked under Jesus, miracles follow. The church grows. God establishes the church in the last days. Oh, this is the best part. The church showed up in the early church, in the early church there and miracles happened. And, and I'm going to bring it down to today. 
our, our government's not near as in control as they think they are, but they are doing things they don't understand they're doing. Okay. How long has the seed been attacked in our world in America? 49 years. 1973, according to the Supreme Court, abortion became legal. This year, the Supreme Court said no more. Turned it back to the states. Hallelujah. Here's the best part. Miracles follow. Miracles follow. They're coming. I promise you they're coming. I don't know how God's going to do it. I don't have to understand it. All I'm going to say is, Lord, help me to be ready. Here's what he says. There's two battles going on right now. 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. Know this, in the last day perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves, money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. Whew. Is that talking about our country? Yeah. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godless but denying the power from such people turn away. That's one thing that's going to happen. This says this is going to happen in the last days. Are you ready for our part? Yeah. This has to happen. Whatever he said is going to come to pass. That's right. Okay. That's right. Acts 2.17. It should come to pass. Most of you can quote this. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. We've seen a lot of things. It's the grace of God that allows us to experience what He does. I want to share some miracles with you, but before I do that, I just want to give you a few last day prophecies that have been promised for us. Now, the strongest one is the Word of God. Yeah. Acts 2.17. Yeah. When the I will of the I am speaks, it's going to happen. Yeah. You can just count on it. Yeah. Uh, I would say before the rapture happens, you're going to have trouble keeping up with all God's going to do. Because yeah. when He starts pouring out His Spirit, yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. How many have been filled with the Holy Spirit? That, that's, that's awesome. But He's not done yet. Nope. Listen to me. When He started the church, He said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He's not coming for a wimpy church. He's not coming for a scared church. No, he's coming for a church that understands hell is not going to run us out of here. No, no. If the one who gave his life for us is not going to suddenly say, and I don't know what to do anymore. I guess I'm going to have to pull my church out. They're about to fall apart. No, 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 no. That's not the Holy Spirit working. That's not who he is. That's not who he wants us to be. He wants us to be powerful people. Ready to pray for somebody in the grocery store at the gas station. Come on. We're ready to pray over your waiter that's serving you. Come on. Really, we need, we need to start sharing and pushing out and saying, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm ready. I'm ready. Your word has said you're going to pour out your spirit in the last days. A couple, three prophecies confirming that. William Seymour in the Azusa Street Revival. While he was here, he said, in a hundred years from now, God has spoke to me. He's going to pour out His Spirit like we've never seen. Yeah. 
Wow. Have we seen that yet? Not really. I believe we're starting to see it. I believe we're going to see more miracles than we've ever seen in our whole life. Yeah. I, re I really believe that. And our, we've lived a life of miracles, but I, I don't think we're finished yet. Smith Wigglesworth, 1939, speaking to Lester Sermon about the final wave of God's glory, that last day outpouring on all flesh. Why is he going to do that? He wants people to make heaven. How did you come to know Jesus? The Holy Spirit began to deal with you. But if he's going to pour it out, what does that mean? It's just going to run everywhere. You know, when you pour something out, it just goes everywhere. He says, I'm going to do this. After the third wave, he started sobbing when he was prophesying, I see the last day revival that is going to usher in the precious fruit of the earth. It will be the greatest revival that this world has ever seen. It's going to be a wave of the gifts of the Spirit. The ministry gifts will be flowing on this planet Earth. I see hospitals being emptied out. They will bring the sick to churches where they allow the Holy Ghost to move. Amen. How about that be a place right here? Amen. Come on, Lord. We're ready. Help us. Help us to be ready. David Wilkerson, 1986, very recent. I think we can see this has already happened. But well, I'm ready for the last part. I see a plague coming on the Earth. The bars and churches and government will shut down. The plague will hit New York City and will shake it like it's never been shaken. The plague is going to force prayerless believers into radical prayer. And their Bibles and repentance will be the cry from the man of God in the pulpit. And it will come a third great awakening that will sweep the world. That's only confirmation, people, of what God already said in His Word. I will... Not I might, or I'm thinking about it. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh on the whole earth. He is going to do that. I'm ready. How about you? Let me give you just a few things we've seen in our lifetime. Um, across the nations, when I went to Bible school there, uh, this is how strong God is. We, we sometimes so limit Him. My wife was teaching three-year-olds. Uh, and she had 32 three-year-olds in her class. And how I many know you, you'd be a little intimidated to teach about the Holy Spirit? <laughs> I mean, it's just good to get them to sit down. <laughs> but as that subject was coming up, it was part of their teaching. And she was driving to work one morning, and the Lord said, don't limit me. And she said, okay, Lord, I hear you. So they taught on the Holy Spirit for three days. And they got ready on that final day to pray over the children, three-year-olds, three-year-olds, yeah. to receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 31 out of 32 spoke in tongues that morning by the power of the Holy Spirit. I just say being filled with the Holy Spirit all become common in our place. Amen. Uh, the one child that didn't was the one child that nobody other could touch. They just wouldn't let them touch them. And they laid on the floor, and the little children just came by, prayed over that one. How many know the Holy Spirit was working? Yeah. On that one that's still struggling to release the Holy Spirit in their life. See, God can do anything. Yeah. The next year, she was teaching five-year-olds, and um, one of the little girls, Melissa Yap from Malaysia, came in her class and they had such a move of the Holy Spirit that morning. And she said, uh, she came running to her just before class started and said, I, I want to pray 
for my grandparents in Malaysia today. They're, they're idol worshipers, five-year-old understanding this. She said, uh, I actually was offered to an idol while I was there before we left and came to America. But they need to get saved. They need to throw out those idols. And she was learning and her parents were teaching her about God. So the little five-year-olds that morning begin to intercede by the Holy Spirit. You can't do this. You don't get five-year-olds to intercede. Okay. We've done a lot of children's stuff in our lifetime. Uh, you just can't do that in their life. But the Holy Spirit fell in that little room. And the children literally begin to weep and to intercede like, almost like adults. And, and it got so strong, there was a class right next door across the nations there. And all, all of a sudden it hit that whole classroom. The Holy Spirit just moving. When he pours out his spirit on all flesh, just get ready. I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I just say, yes, Lord. About halfway through the class, uh, she said to them, the teacher said, I, I think the Holy Spirit wants them to rejoice. So she just said, children, I think we need to rejoice. God's moving. God's moving. And a holy laughter just broke out. That's, that has to be God. You don't do that with kids. I'm telling you. I've had a lot of kids minister my life. You don't do that with kids except the Holy Spirit moves. I think a week before school ended, Melissa came running down the hall. She said, Miss Cynthia, we just got word about my grandparents in Malaysia. They have given their heart to Jesus. They've thrown the idols out of their house because some five-year-olds said, yes, Lord, we're going to intercede. God can do anything. He breaks through all the barriers that we can understand we had a foreign exchange son in our home, Laurent Borden from France. Decided to take one in that year and, and uh, he came to America and he thought Jesus was the God of America and he had been to Catholic churches over there that they didn't even speak the language of French, they just spoke in Italian. He said, we'd go to church and just leave. Nobody knew us, I didn't understand anything. And he came to America not understanding where he was coming. And we told them before he came, he can come, but we're pastors. So we're going to be in church a lot. And every time we go to church, you're going to church. So if you can handle that, come on. He arrived at our house. Two weeks later, we were having a children's revival. <laughs> Guess who got saved? Yeah. Lauren got saved. Oh, that's not the end. Here's how, here's how God pours out the Spirit. We don't have to even understand it. Uh, we don't even have to teach on it sometimes. When He pours it out, it just hits you. So it was that year that Dr. Cho did the worldwide prayer meeting. And we, had, we were part of that uh, by live stream. And uh, what they'd done is send prayer requests to every church. And, um, and so they put them across the altar and said, just come get prayer requests and pray over them. We're going to pray for about an hour and uh, just going to see what God does to pray over the knees that you pick up off the altar. And so we began to do that. And, and uh, Lawrence said, what do I do? He said, well, just go get a card down there. And just start praying over it. So he got, uh, I think, about three cards. And on the third card, he come back over to us and he said, he called her Cynthia. Cynthia, I'm speaking in a funny language. <laughs> what? Said, yeah, I don't know what I'm speaking. He said, well, I don't either, but that, that's got to be the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I was kind of like, man, I hadn't even taught him anything. I, I, I don't know what to do with that. And, 
we didn't have a altar call for the Holy Spirit. He just, and so we went home. We did devotions every evening. And so that evening I just, uh, I said, let's join hands and pray like we did. We join hands and he just starts praying in the spirit. And I'm like, well, he got it. (laughs) He got it. He got it. Can I tell you? The one who speaks the word that can curse a city, that can be the I am, that sent the Holy Spirit, has said, he said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. I will pour out my spirit. Church, I, I can promise you this. You just need to get ready. I don't know the pastor's coming, but you better get ready. Better get ready and say, God, whatever you want to do. We're going to pray for this new pastor. We're going to pray the Holy Spirit will just knock him over, whatever. (laughs) That you'll just pour through him. Because you know a church is no stronger than its members. Pastor can't do it all along. We pastored for many years. It was the wonderful people that prayed with us. We had prayer warriors that said, Pastor, I'll be praying for you every day. I'm going to keep all the requests there. We're going, to, we're going to be on your team. We're going to pray for you and intercede for you. Amen. How many of your next pastors going to need that? Yeah. I am telling you this morning, by the authority of the Word of God, there's one more outpouring going to happen. I don't know how long it's going to last when God does it. After the end of that, I could give you more prophecies I want this morning. There's going to be a rapture of the church. Yeah. But you see, Jesus gave his life to seek and save the lost. Yes, he did. He's not going to go at the last second and say, well, I give up. No, it's not. Mm. Oh, y'all can just go to hell. I'm just going to take my church. No, no that's not who he is. No. You don't give your life like that and say, well, I hope we win in the end. No, no. 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 It may be 49 to zero. Excuse me. <laughs> I actually love their new coach. He's a great Christian man. The coach of OU is. Well, you know where our church is praying? For revival on the OU campus. I'm praying that God will anoint their new coach with more than just coaching. That God will pour his spirit out on him and he won't know what to do with it, but just say yes. See, we're, we're the ones to pray. If my people which are called by my name. Repent, turn from there, humble themselves and pray. Then I'll hear from heaven. And I'll hear, does our country need some healing? I don't think our prayers have been wasted the last 49 years to get to this decision. Is hell fighting against it? Yes. Because hell always fights against the seed God wants to do. But I do know we win. I do know we win. I do know that God who promised He would pour out His Spirit is going to do that in this church and all around the world because that's who He is. Amen. Would you bow your heads for just a second? Musicians can come. If you're here this morning, the first miracle we ever need is salvation. You don't know Jesus. You're not sure where you're going to spend eternity. Could you just allow us to pray with you before you leave this morning? right where you're at. I just simply want you to say, Pastor, I need to make sure I'm headed for eternity in heaven and that I know Jesus as my personal Savior. If that's you, would you just slip your hand up 
and let us pray with you. We're all going to pray together. Anyone here as I look across? Amen. I don't see any hands, so I expect to see if the rapture happens in just a few weeks after the Holy Spirit's poured out. I expect to see you all in heaven. Would you stand? Would you stand? I want to pray for miracles because I believe God has just begun to do miracles in this land. If you need a miracle this morning and you say, I, I've got a desperate situation. I don't have to know what it is. You say, I need a miracle this morning. Would you just slip your hand up? Just slip your hand up and say, I need a miracle this morning. I need a miracle this morning. If your hand is up, would you mind just joining me down here? We want to pray with you before you leave. Anybody, just come. If you raise your hand, just slip up here. Don't be bashful. If you want a miracle, go for it. Don't, don't be bashful. Just say, Lord, I, I want a miracle this morning. I want God to touch my life. Amen. Amen. God's ready. He's already made the promise. He's going to touch you. Would you just sing something? I want to go down and pray for them. Cynthia, would you join me or any of other your prayer team, if you would join us? We want to pray for these for their miracle this morning. And uh, then we'll dismiss in just a few minutes. This is worth our time. Amen. 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 What miracle are we believe for this morning? Because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Could you take just a moment, give him praise. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing this morning, what you're going to do tonight. We praise you, Lord. Your grace is sufficient. Your power is unlimited. Lord, you are for us and not against us. And I thank you for working miracles this morning. We give you praise in advance. Manifested this morning or in the days to come, Lord, a miracle for your glory. We give you honor and praise for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I encourage you to come tonight. We'll be talking about the blessing to a thousand generations. If you've got someone away from the Lord, I've got some testimonies that will encourage you. God will bring them home. We've watched it. You'll know tonight when I share some of those testimonies. Pray that God will bless you in this day and this afternoon. And we'll see you again tonight. God's moving, church. He's going to pour out His Spirit. It's going to be awesome. I intend to be 